And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, this episode of Hear That Podcast Ground, presented by Visa Network, working for everyone. Paul Daner Jr., Jay Morrison of The Athletic, are here late into the night, 1.09 a.m., Jay, as we are recording this, sitting here in the uh, the lounge right off the field here at Paul Brown Stadium after uh, talking to Zach Taylor, Luana Rumo, and new Bengals defensive back, Daxton Hill out of Michigan, who was the pick at number 31. The Bengals go ahead and check a big – I think, Jay, we set, I kind of said it. We've been talking about it. Theme of the weekend. I thought when we were having best beer of the year on Saturday night, we were going to be talking about defense, versatility, yep. and culture. And check, check, check. Heck, Daxton Hill brings all three of those in a big way. Yeah. I mean, you know, best beer of the year. Sometimes you want a beer. Sometimes you want a shot. Sometimes you get both. And that's what the Bengals are getting in Dax Hill where he, he can play safety. He can play corner. He can play slot corner. Mate, they're, they're not ruling him out as an outside corner. They, they, it's it's going to be fun to watch Lou work with him because Lou loves to mix up the schemes and the personnel. And this is the the ideal chess piece for a guy like him and he's a guy that can can come in and he he's not gonna have a starting job he's not even gonna maybe have a defined role but you're gonna see a lot of him as a rookie look when you talk about the way the nfl is moving and boy did we see it tonight the wide receiver Mm -hmm. blur carousel went off again how many great quarterbacks are in the afc it it did not pass me that Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson were specifically mentioned by Lou Anarumo. We got to chase these guys around four games a year in this division. What is the best type of player to chase around Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson? Someone who is just a baller that runs a 4-3-8 with all the measurables, can go in the box, can play back and do all those things. You know, I go back to when we talked about how they were rebuilding the defense. This was the 2020 offseason. They said, we got to find ways to beat Baltimore and Kansas City. We got to find guys that can cover and tackle in space. That's what the league is turning into. That's what the league is becoming. You can't have enough of those guys. What happens? More three safety sets. You know, more cover three. More guys that they need like Daxton Hill. And you get somebody that can do that. It's kind of a doubling down on the need for that. And yeah, right now, is he Mike Hilton's backup? Yes. Is he Jesse Bates's backup? Yes. Is he Von Bell's backup? Yes. Is he the starting third safety? Yes. And that's great. Like that is a player that is going to be used. I, I would say right now, over under number of snaps Dax Hill plays this year, 450, 500. 
I might go higher just because you can always have an injury. I, I think in a perfect world, he plays that. If someone gets hurt, then you're going to see even more than that. I say in a world where everyone stays healthy, you're still creating 250 snaps for Dax Hill just out of three safety packages and sub stuff that you want to use him on. When you take into account somebody's probably going to get dinged for a game here or two or the season, I mean, and you have him at three spots that he can come in and fill in for you, you love. I mean, the dude's got – the other thing that struck me is we talk about culture. Uh, kind of a question asked to Dax as he talked to us from Tulsa where he luckily was able to get off the bathroom just in time <laughs> to take his pick. He said he had to kind of wrap it up and get out of there real quick and then come down and tell everybody the Bengals were on the phone because he was, he had to take a bathroom break. It was all, only two picks left and, uh, the Bengals were on the phone with him. Uh, but you know, he, it was talking, asked about, look, you know, what do you do? What do you do well? This type of thing. He said, it's not about me. I, I, I want it to be about making my teammates better and, and being a great teammate. I'm like, oh, could you just sing more into the, into the ears of Lou Anarumo and Zach Taylor and all the culture stuff that they've been preaching? Two-time academic, Big Ten, all-conference uh, guy. I mean, he – he comes with really the complete package in that way. Dane Brugler had number 20 overall on his board. Um, and just, you know, Bruce Feldman had his story talking to coaches and the, the, the line that stood out to me was a coach saying, he, he's just a baller. You know, you can talk about position and make, are we moving to positionless football or not? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of been the thing that ever, the fun thing to say the last few years. It feels like this is kind of one of those guys that says, Give me the guy that can do everything out there and can go make plays and be a baller. Yeah, and what I like too is he didn't spout the cliche answer of, you know, wherever the coaches want to use me. He was asked if if he wants to develop into a specific role, to 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 work his way into having a position. And he said no. He wants to be this hybrid guy for the duration of his career. And and the other thing that you think about is is as impressive as he was in college, he had the 2020 year with the COVID chaos, and then they have the coaching change. He gets here with stability and and gets into a system where I guess maybe that's an oxymoron, stability and versatility. But he, he, from a coaching standpoint, from – personnel that this is a a set defense and he's he's just really got a chance to blossom here um not once they find the role once they find more roles for him it's you said three really it's four he he can play outside inside the corner he can play as you said more of a box safety you don't want him there all the time in a von bell role but he could fill in there and then he obviously could be a, a a high safety and back up jesse bates or if something happens there it's just it's it, it, it's interesting because they, they talked about that versatility and I looked 580 of his 800 some snaps were at slot corner mm-hmm. for Michigan. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be the case here because they've got Mike Hilton, but that's, that's not a concern at all because he, he fits all those other spots so well. And, and to, I mean, to be able to come out in a situation where you're essentially, where you're, you're playing with all those extra DBs and, and a team comes out and goes four wide on you and he can just, walk right down and cover the slot is it's it's a nice thing to have i want to talk about you know i think to me that was the difference because you ended up with hill versus andrew booth of clemson both were there on the uh, on the table for them george karloftis goes one pick before i I, 
I guess we'll hopefully we'll find out down the down the road when we have more time to kind of break down what happened on this draft. But I wonder, feels like he would have been the guy. I mean, that was a, a big name to have dropped all the way down to 30 and the Chiefs snag him right in front of there. But then you end up with two guys in your secondary, one at the kind of the, the obvious need, right? The corner, cornerback one, what we thought maybe they would plug in the whole time. And a guy who's got they liked and, and had all the versatility to do different things, too. And but. I think the extreme versatility of Hill is what put it over the top. And when comparing Hill versus Booth, which is what I, th- I think this thing ended up coming into, and, and that's a sign of a nod to Lou Anarumo and what mm. they saw. The way this, the way Lou dialed up the defense during that run was really, I think, proved to everyone this is what we can be. Yeah. Uh, where we can do everyone in the box against Tennessee and then everyone in the secondary against Kansas City the next week and have them both be equally effective because you have that really flexible, malleable, uh, you know, group of players that can, that can do different things. Enter Dax Hill. Okay. Jesse Bates. Probably not thrilled with this pick, but probably also saw the writing on the wall a long time ago. Like you can't get into contract disputes and not re-sign somewhere and then potentially get mad when they make the move to cover themselves because of that. Mm-hmm. So and I, I don't think Jesse Bates – I don't know anything about if Jesse Bates' reaction to this was tonight. We Obviously, we're, we're just getting this news. We didn't talk to him, whatever. I think expect, I'm sure we'll all be talking to him the next chance uh, that we have to. Um, and But this signals what we've talked about. I mean, it it felt like that was the last chance to get the deal done before the franchise tag. We've talked about July, and they who knows, maybe they still do. That felt like mm, that was the last chance to get it. If not, time for everyone to do this last year together and go about their separate ways. This solidifies that, that this this is going to be the last year for Jesse Bates here in Cincinnati and that's fine for everybody you know yeah. try to go win a Super Bowl and move on and they'll move on with Hill and Bates will go on to make big money on the open market and everybody can be happy about that yeah and he's still going to get paid and you know it's just not going to be here and you said you don't know how he feels about it i think i think we've got to know him well enough to know that I wouldn't be surprised if he's already called Dax Hill and welcomed him to town he, he's just that kind of guy he is not he, there's not going to be a riff there. He's going to do everything he can to help Dax Hill uh, be the best player he can be. He, he's, you know, he's captain worthy for a reason. And th- this is, just, it's just the succession of the NFL. It is, it's, it's never easy, but you're right. This is, this is a pretty clear signal. This was, this was not a July 15th deadline. This was a late April deadline. Yeah. And, and it seemed like that was kind of going that way when we looked um, you know, back when, when things kind of broke off at the franchise tag and they end up here now. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. So now we flip forward. What They've checked that box, right? One secondary player. First, hey, they broke the string of eight straight top 50 picks on offense. Finally, Luana Rumo gets to have a moment on the first day uh, and give him a player there. Now, you know, corner is still wide open. I mean, they, again... They just need so many players back there. And you look, you know, I, I thought that there were certainly some names that you'll see there in the second round at corner that are, that would not surprise you. Cam Taylor Britt won first and foremost. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would be stunned to see him be a name that would be around and that the Bengals would love to have in the second round. Feels like a flush fit. I'm curious what happens with you know the defensive linemen edge rushers a lot of a lot of defensive linemen made their way into round two because we saw such a heavy receiver some offensive line picks Cole Strange my guy uh went off early who I thought the Bengals might have interest in 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 the third round so you've got uh you know how many of those are going to go down the tight ends I think you know McBride it is Trey McBride from Colorado State, uh, Greg Dulcich from UCLA are probably going to be on the board with that second round pick. They could go a lot of different directions. To me, though, I look at defensive line and the still existing cornerback spot. And I think tomorrow it's going to go those two positions in some order. Yeah, I agree. I, that was my question for Zach was, because Dax can play both positions, to, where is the urgency for corner? And he, you know, he said he's not going to give away when they're going to uh, attack that position. But I'd be surprised if, I mean, maybe if if Taylor Britt's there. But if it, it feels more like D line second round, corner third round, um, I I don't know. Do they double up and and take a corner in the second round? It's not out of the possibility, but but Dax just, Hill's not an outside corner. Right. Yes, I mean that that hole still exists. I, I I don't think he filled that. He filled everything but that. He can, but yeah, you're you don't want to you don't want to count on possibilities. So, but it, it still would surprise me to to see them go back to back secondary. But you, you just don't know Who, who's going to be there. Um, there, there are going to be some D linemen. They're going to fall. 
I, I do think I agree with you. I think it's going to be two more defensive players. I think we're going to see them go defense, defense, defense for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I, I, that would be my my bet. If not, you know, the other, you know, you you thought okay, maybe if they had an early in the fourth pick, there's a lot of guys that you like there to start filling the offense. What when are they going to get that interior offensive line competition? for Jackson Carmen, which, by the way, we need to discuss. So, you know, when does that come in? We'll get to Carmen in a minute. Um, we'll see. But for tomorrow, you know, I, I, I think that you're probably going to see renewed focus continuing on the defense. A, a defensive lineman is coming to them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of probably if the cornerback is with it, you, you would think, uh, or if they do then start to poke around in other Areas because they felt somebody fell to them or whatever, but the the defense is is going to be an area where you you'd expect to see them really uh, attacking, and that could be an edge, that could be a three technique, um, it could be any number of any number of players. Uh, but I think defense is still going to be the focus. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think I think it's going to be the focus for the rest of the draft, not just tomorrow. Not going to be. A huge outweighing, but I, I there it's going to be more defensive players than offense. So earlier in the day, uh, a, a story comes out at defector.com. Uh, Kalen Kaler writes about Jackson Carmen, um, and, and, and essentially an, an incident that happened with him a year before he was drafted by the Bengals in the second round. Go read the story um, if, if you would like to read all of the details of it. It's very long. It's very detailed. It's in, incredible work by her. Um, it, it was about charges, um, essentially, you know, rape charges that never came to fruition were dismissed, and and they are not a part of his record. Um, the Bengals didn't essentially addressed it by saying no comment. Zach Taylor opened his press conference tonight saying, I have, uh, we're aware of the story about Jackson Carmen and we're not going to have any comment. The question really kind of being what were the Bengals aware of at the time? Uh, and so we don't have an answer to that other than something that we've talked about. And I hate to have to keep going down this road because I don't like to compare these things across, but I just like to remind people of the Bengals' approach to these types of things has always kind of been, it goes back to the Joe Mixon draft of if a player has cases or whatever has happened to them that is resolved and they felt comfortable with the person's character outside of that, then they feel like if they're comfortable with that, then they're not going to keep someone from being able to be employed by them because of something that is resolved or was never fully come to fruition in court or whatever it is. And that's the case here. And that's why they're not going to have any comment on this. I, it, it's a, I, I, it's disgusting. The stuff that's in there is awful and disgusting. Um, but I, as far as effect with the Bengals, I, I don't know that it's going to change anything with Jackson Carmen's current place on certainly on this roster. I mean, they're not going to all of a sudden have this come to light and let him go. That's, I don't see that being any outcome that's going to happen. 
No, the, it, it's not going to change how they view him. You, you wonder because he did have such a rough start to his career. How, how does this getting out now affect Jackson Carmen? The way Jackson Carmen looks at Jackson Carmen and his future, that, that would be the bigger concern. And then the other thing too is the, it was brought up in the story that, that a representative mentioned it to the scouts at his pro day. So it, it's not, the Bengals were there. They were at his pro day. So it's not as though they were unaware of this. So you're right. They, they felt comfortable with him as the person with, with no charges being brought. Um, it is, it, what is portrayed in the story is ugly. Um, but it, it's like so many of these cases, it's, it's one side against the other. You ultimately have to fall back on were charges brought? Was there an indictment? And, and none of that happened in this case. So we'll see how that all evolves. But for now, basically, the Bengals' stance continues to be no comment. And I would not expect that to change at any point in the near future. In the meantime, uh, the draft moves on. The draft rolls on. And uh, we will see what comes over the next couple of days. We will continue to bring uh, all the coverage here for you. Please check that out on The Athletic. Uh, Our story is up now where you have – uh, the story about Daxton Hill as an individual, so you can learn about him. We've got our big board up uh, for day two and an analysis on everything about Dax Hill and the search for versatility, what it means for Jesse Bates, and so much more, uh, all up on the site. So make sure you check all that out now. We'll have another walkout podcast uh, tomorrow night after what will be a busy Friday, and then uh, again after the draft ends on Saturday. Reminder, Monday we'll have a live room at noon and then Monday or Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock at 50 West Brewing Company. Myself, Jay, and Bengals Director of College Scouting, Mike Potts, uh, will be at 50 West drinking, having some drinks with you, hopefully, and we're talking about football and the path to the Bengals draft class. We'll talk about Dax Hill, which will be great. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow night on Hear That Podcast Ground. Have a good one, everybody. Mm-hmm.